Hello. Hello, Marilyn. How are you? I'm very well, Dan. How are you? Doing fine. All right. Well, let's button it up. All right. How are you feeling? Uh, all, all better. All better? All better. Hmm. I was all win. better on Wednesday uh, at about 2 p.m. Wow, that's a fast turnaround. Yeah, I don't know if it was the, um, you know, just the nature of the cold that I had or my superior healing skills or uh, the things that I was, <clears throat> the things that I was taking for it, all the, <clears throat> you know, like herbal stuff and other things, who, who knows, uh, but I felt, I felt better uh, very, very rapidly. Hmm. Uh, it went from feeling really horrible to a few hours later feeling tremendously good so i don't i don't know why but um, you don't you don't attribute it to clean living definitely not no Mm. no 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 i hate being sick how about you are you feeling good you feeling strong yeah i feel pretty good uh yeah i feel pretty normal good it's weird yeah it's okay yeah it's fine it's fine i I feel i feel pretty good um i finished up killing killing eve Oh, what'd you think? I enjoyed it. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was really good. I, I was a little surprised with the ending. I'm not giving anything away. I just, it didn't end the way I was thinking it might end. Uh, yeah. So there was that, but I still liked it. I, hmm. I don't want to spoil it. Uh, go watch Killing Eve. It's really good. Yeah. I feel like, you know, it started out so strong. The first three or four episodes yeah. were so, so good. And it kind of settled into a thing. And, you know, but I was, as the kids say, there for it. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought the ending, it was kind of strange, but it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do with it. There were, there were parts of the ending that I thought were very, very interesting. But uh, you can't really talk about it. You don't want to spoil no, it. No, there's but it's almost really good. nothing you can say that won't spoil it for someone. Yeah, but to me, it's one of those things like Patriot. Again, it's another one of these shows that's just all about implementation. It's just so um, artful, so masterful in how it presents the story where, you know, a lot of the, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff where there's a reason you don't want to have a spoiler for it. Because if you know the spoiler, there's no real story to it. Right. But And, you know, all it really has is a twist in the third act. And... I don't think that's the case with a lot of really good stuff. There's all kinds of stuff where I know what happens and I still watch it just because I like the way it's done. And that's, that's one of those kinds of shows that is a very uh, sort of auteur show. Mm. You know, Phoebe Waller-Bridge really has a certain uh, flair and a, and a certain style of storytelling that is uh, unusual and engrossing. I still haven't finished. I just, 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 just started Fleabag, but I get so tired at night, Dan. I just want to watch YouTube videos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We have some appointment viewing. We still watch Handmaid's Tale. But like, have you I, finished the latest season of that one? No, the um, that's Wednesday. I think is the finale of the season. Oh, it's. Um, uh, I, I thought it was. Oh, I thought we already saw the finale of that. I don't know. No, no, no. no. It, every episode feels like the finale to me. So. Yeah, I mean, um, my wife is the primary enjoyer of the show. Yeah, but I but I watch it. I, I miss like four episodes and then jump back in. But uh, I haven't watched, I think I watched the first episode of Westworld this season, but I haven't watched any more, which is really strange. Westworld's a weird, uh, weird one this time around. There is a lot, they, they play around with the, I won't give anything away, but they're playing around with, um, with what I guess you would perceive as 
things that you kind of go into it. Think I don't want to give anything away. It's hard for me to no, say. No, well, it. that's this is this was my beef in some ways. Uh, not a beef, but just maybe a not for me. Yeah. kind of thing was the, you know, something that was so interesting and well done in the first season because you didn't know to look for it. Right, was the disjointed, out of order storytelling, and then you learn that. You know, a la maybe a Sixth Sense, there are some things to watch for. Right. People say aspect ratio is one thing that's interesting on that show. Yeah, yeah, I read about that. But uh, but I got a feeling, just watching the first episode, I was like, you know, this might be one season where I kind of sit this out. Maybe mm. I'll come back later. It didn't, I didn't feel... There is uh, a, there is a, some sub stories in this one, and there's a very, very cool sub story that takes place in... The, the Japanese uh, version of Westworld where they, they there is an uh, other there are I'm not giving much away. Uh, there are other places besides lands. just lands. There's besides mm-hmm. the Westworld land. There's a Japanese land that has, you know, samurais and ninjas and like really cool stuff in it. But it, there's a wonderful story associated with that. And there's also another there's a Native American uh, tribe that exists in the Westworld place that where they tell a um, tell some cool stories as well. So mm-hmm. it's it's worth it for those. The main plot line for me wasn't that interesting, uh, but the side ones I thought were were great television. Yeah, I mean, what a embarrassment of riches we have. There's so many uh, good things. I, I guess I just feel like we talked about this. I guess a few weeks ago, but how I'm attracted to. I guess I can be even more specific. I said something like I'm attracted to um, media that really seem to understand their, the, the peculiarities and advantages of their medium. Mm-hmm. And maybe to put even a, a sharper point on it, just because they get the medium really well doesn't mean I will like it, but I, I can respect it. Like in the case of uh, Westworld, it seems like they know where they're going. Mm-hmm. But I there's a lot of times where at like 930, I'm not really in the mood for like disappearing into a world of mind effing, you know? <laughs> yeah. I do know sometimes what I'm, you mean. <laughs> sometimes I'm really into that, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's sure is a lot out there. We've been watching, we can go back and watch uh, Brooklyn nine, nine again, mm. which is a very good show. Um, just saw a movie called game night. It's came out in February, but I think now is when it's like hitting the, mm-hmm. uh, the things. Have you seen that one? I'm a super fan. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a super fan in the odd position of wanting to evangelize that movie while also understanding it's imperative that you go in knowing that it's a small, low-budget movie that happens to be exquisitely done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want to... When you say, though, it's like part of what makes it fun is you're going, oh, this is going to be kind of a, like, a, like a, a, a romp or this could be right. kind of rote, but I like these people. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Jason Bateman... Uh, leads that Rachel, Rachel McAdams is so good. She's so cute in it. And uh, I'll tell you what, I, as a general rule, I don't like comedies. I don't like movies like that at all. And this one was great. I just had fun the whole time. And it's very, very rare that I will laugh out loud at anything. Yeah. And there were multiple times in this movie I laughed out loud. So that says a lot. Well, and okay. And to that point of getting, you know, hitting your target. Yeah. Like in that in that movie, it was not overly ambitious. It's a small enough, it's almost like a short story in the sense of like there's pretty much everything. It's it's Chekhov's <laughs> talk about a title, Chekhov's everything. Like almost everything that happens in, in this movie will come back at some point later. Right. 
there's not there's not a lot of croft or red herrings like if somebody mentions that uh, she you know had an affair or had like you know had intercourse with somebody other than the one person she you know that thinks yeah 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 and then of course that comes up later and it's funny but then the twist is there's like a double twist to it that's extra funny but it's all contained within the movie there's nothing too ambitious they don't they don't get in front of their skis like it it's it all just works and then you get a nice little uh, kind of cameo toward the end it's difficult though because <laughs> this is maybe a little bit like Killing Eve and Patriot. Where like I love this because I went into it with almost zero expectations. Oh yeah, apart from being open to really enjoying it and then feeling uh, really rewarded. How much do you love? Uh, uh, what's his name? Je- uh, Jesse Plemons. Isn't He's he so good. He's so good in so many things. I, he was in Breaking Bad, right? Wasn't He's not he? Landry anymore. He's a big boy now. <laughs> He's so good. So oh, good. The Makes dog. the whole movie, Gary. <laughs> uh, but my wife, uh, we were watching um, on the on the ride back from Florida last week. Um, this was the movie that they showed on the airplane, and I didn't watch it. I was watching Star Trek uh, with my son, right. so she watched that one while uh, my daughter was with her watching. You know, I don't know whatever on her iPad, Garfield. Who knows? And so uh, she came back, and she's like, "Did you watch?" Uh, did you watch game night? And I said, no, what are you talking about? She's like, the movie they were showing on the plane. I said, Oh, I actually did watch the first like five minutes of it just past the credits. But she's like, Oh no, we have to watch it again. We have to watch it. Really good. Pre credits though. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great setup and exposition. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's a complete complete movie. It's a complete movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I don't know if it's on Netflix yet. Game Um, night streaming. I think it might even, I think it might be on Netflix. But I, I liked it so much. I had uh, a night off. My wife was somewhere. Might have been out of the two of them. Might have been out of town. In any case, I watched it by myself one night, and then I made my wife watch it the next yeah, night. You have to. We had, and I was like, "You've got to see this. It's so good." I really, I treasure things like that. I really do. I think I'm just, I'm kind of a little bit burnt out on all the like. The, the blockbusters and stuff mm. like it, it doesn't it doesn't appeal to me like it used to tell me about it did you go to incredibles too no because the strobe oh right can't do it so we'll have can't to wait until that comes out and maybe watch okay, it at you, home don't be inscrutable why why do you feel like you'll get a seizure i get migraines you get migraines from strobes i uh, i have in the past so i'm not oh, that's no good no, have, no you don't want that mess with that yeah concert yeah. or whatever so you just great i'm gonna close my eyes for the whole movie that sounds like fun mm. I, I don't know i don't know i don't want to i don't want to bash pixar for not being smarter but it's try it's weird to me to think that you know i was reading an article about this um over the weekend that i don't know if this number can be trusted but it said three out of ten people can be affected by it maybe it should be more like three out of a hundred but even even if it's three out of a hundred Mm-hmm. You know, you have to think that like, okay, at some point there was like people working on this movie and they said, we're going to have the bad guy use a strobe effect. And like no one in the room said, oh, what about people with migraines and seizures? Ah, oh, yeah. screw them. That I just feel like that didn't happen. They just, no one said anything about it. And then it went to other people and they were involved and none of them said anything about it. And eventually that net, that mesh of people expands to the point that somewhere in there, Somebody either was or is is married to or dating or friends with a person who has that experience. And 
at no point did it occur to them, you know what, maybe the villain could have a different weapon and then everyone could watch the movie. I don't know. It mm-hmm. seems seems like an oversight to me. And I like the people at Pixar. I know we have some people at, at Pixar who listen to the show and Pixar makes some of the best movies I've ever seen. And my kids love year after year uh, watching. And it sounds like, unfortunately, this won't be one of them. And that's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, I had some follow-up for you. Did you end up getting a new phone? I did. It's right here. And I have a lot to say. Have we talked about this? We have not talked about it. Can we talk about this? I would love to talk about it. Okay. Uh, Do you want to talk about something you like? Yes. I would like to tell you how you've been sleeping, Merlin. Oh, I can show you. I got the numbers. It's all here. I got the stats. You got the stats on your gizmos. I've been, my main focus has been on consistency. Uh, one of my apps has a metric where you try and hit a number on how frequently you go to bed and get up at the same time. Ah. And if I had some kind of like uh, some kind of snork mattress, some kind of mattress for suckers, <laughs> forget it. Forget we toss it. and turn it all night. I would be putting up some very low numbers. Very low. You want to put up big numbers. I want to get it to triple, triple double. That's, that's right. Well, you know, I want to get, I want to get deep sleep. I want to get long sleep. And I want to get quality sleep. I want consistent sleep. This is. And I don't want it. I don't want it on a snork mattress. Give the, me a good you mattress. don't want a snork mattress. What you want, I think, is a Casper mattress. Mm. And uh, listen, our listeners—they have a very awesome thing that's going on right now. It's Casper's competitive limited time Fourth of July offer. Is it going to be available forever, Dan? Or is it no? A it time? is not forever. It okay. is. This is the thing. On the Fourth of July, they have this Fourth of July mattress savings going on. They sell directly to to you. They are not going through some kind of big warehouse company that has thousands of mattresses that you have to go in and roll around on them. They sell directly to the customer, directly to the consumer, and that gets rid of all those additional costs and it saves you money. And that's what's awesome about this. You get you get the mattress and you get to try it for a hundred nights, risk free, and that's that's the best part of it because you never know how are you going to like it. You don't know if you're going to like it. You definitely don't know from 10 minutes in a store on some filthy mattress that a million other people have done things to. No, you want to try this at home in your own house under your own circumstances. And that's what they let you do for a hundred nights. And so, uh, they have, oh, I want to mention, they have three different mattresses to choose from. The original Casper, which is the one that I have. Is that the one you have also, Merlin? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have come out also with one called the Wave and another one called the Essential. So you have more choices based on what you're looking for and and really on your budget too. I still love the original Casper. I haven't tried uh, the Wave or the Essential, but I'd love to hear from you guys. If you have one, uh, tweet me at Dan Benjamin. I'd like to hear about it so we could put that into a, the next time that they sponsor and say, hey, people have this other one because they're supposed to be uh, some nice differences. So depending on what you're looking for, you've got more choices. But the um, the Wave, it has a patent pending premium support system that's supposed to mirror the natural shape of your body um, compared to the original Casper that has it combines multiple supportive memory foams, uh, so check these out on the website. They're all there. It's at casper.com, but there's a different URL that you want to go to this time. It's casper.com slash savings. That is the special thing that's going on for a limited time. It actually expires July 9th, 2018 and terms and conditions apply like always. But again, casper.com slash savings. It says here in my notes, you can save up to $225 off your order 
that up up to 225 so that's a that's big a lot deal of dollars, yeah that's a big deal so this is a special thing if you've been holding off on doing this uh now really is the time to check it out so go check it out casper.com slash savings save up to 225 on your order for a limited time until july 9th 2018 so thanks very much to casper for helping me sleep well and uh for supporting this program merlin man buck buck thanks casper oh jeez had a misfire there what Let's try the, that again try it again <clears throat> buck buck there you go. The muting's important. You, no, you've if got let, to. You've if, got to. If I let it ring out. I, I don't know. I, I fell asleep during that waking and I woke back up and I, it was I, still I was going mindful. on. I got 30 mindful seconds out of that. <sighs> I don't want that. I should write down Paziz. Paziz. I haven't talked about Paziz in a while. Paziz? Paziz. Um, let me see if I can remember this. Your daughter's forever throwing things in toilets. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't she? Yes. Where does it She's go? She's grown out of it. Yeah. Where do, where do things go when they're where, flashed Where even away? will the phone go? No, she hasn't uh, done that in a while. But but what? so what What was the genesis of, of your wife's uh, needing a new phone? She, so a few years ago, my daughter threw her phone in the toilet. And so she <laughs> had to get a replacement phone. And I think what she has is just a, what, what is or was a six. And she is the it's type. Cap- of, a capable phone. Yeah, but it, it has... I, both, of, both of my ladies are using 6S's right now. It has the it's battery a, problem, though. Yep. And she doesn't want to go through the trouble to fix it. And it's so slow. Like, if she wants to take a picture, she'll tap the camera icon. And, like, you can just really, like, have a conversation while it's switching into the camera. Yeah, no it's good. really that's bad. No good. So she said, what should I do? I said, well, let's just get go get you a new phone. And she said, you know, I don't... I don't she does not like technology enough... To want a new phone for the sake of, oh, it has cool features or, oh, it has this other thing. She just wants a the great camera. She treats it like an appliance. Yeah. And for and, and it's technically like it's not broken. And she's the kind of person who like if it's not completely broken, she mm-hmm. will just keep keep going with it. And she doesn't want She's like, how much is a new phone? Like 200 bucks? I'm like, no. <laughs> it's like $1,000 now for any new phone. It's just assume it's going to be $1,000. She's like, I'm not spending $1,000 on that. I don't even want it. I just want my phone to work. So we talked. I mean, imagine to, if you said that about a belt, right? Or if you said to somebody, "Oh, you should," uh, you, well, you've had that belt for a pretty long time now. And you're like, "Well, I don't know. Actually, you know, it still holds my pants up." You'd be like, <laughs> "Yeah, but like, there's some new belts with like really amazing features, and they're only a thousand dollars." Right? <laughs> like, why would I spend that on a belt? And that's, I think, that's exactly how she feels. It's you're exactly right. That's her. That's her philosophy. So, um, so I said, "Well, listen, um, Merlin said I need to get this iPhone 10." For your work. For my work. And so would you want the 7 Plus that I have? And she said- Another very strong phone. She said, does it have the good camera? I said, well, yeah, you've seen the camera. And she's always commenting, you know, we'll both take a picture and mine will look amazing because of the camera and hers will look horrible because of her camera. And I'll hand her my phone and then she'll take the amazing photos. She's like, I want that. I said, well, the only way to get that is either to go with a 10 or to go with a Plus so you could either get have my 7 Plus, you could buy a new 8 Plus, or you could buy a 10. She's like, well, I definitely don't want Face ID because she does not want that. And I said, okay. She said, plus, I don't want to spend any money. I said, all right, fine. Merlin said, I need a new phone. I'll get the 10, and you can try out the 7 Plus. She said, well, it's so big. I said, it is, but it's the only way to get the uh, the camera that you want to get. And she said, all right, I'll try it. What color is oh, yours? Point of information? Yeah. Is she also an iPad user right now? She has an iPad Pro. The original first she, first generation pro. Does she use it much? Constantly. That's her main thing. Okay. Okay. Cool. 
Uh, she uses that. I'm wondering how that might affect her interest in I, 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 the problem for women is not their hands. Mm-hmm. It's not their ability. It's their pants. Or their trousers, as we say. Right. Because it's a real problem. I mean, this is actually, this is this should be a civil rights issue, the pockets that women have access to. Oh, yeah? That's the, I think that's one of the biggest problems, unless you're uh, like a real purse carrier, you get it, have it as a pendant. Like, it's really <laughs> hard to fit in your pocket for, for a lady. Yeah, it is. And I don't, I don't know that she is a pocket phone person. I think it's more in her, in her bag. So I don't think, uh, that's what I told her. I said, your phone's always in there anyway. I don't think it'll be a big deal. Uh, mm-hmm. but she's going to try it. And so I, I did go and got, and so there is a couple interesting experiences with this. I, um, I had gone to the domain, which is where the closest Apple store is to me here in Austin. I had gone there in, uh, at, at lunchtime earlier in the day, this was over the weekend and it, the Apple store is beyond mobbed. And I, I'm not sure if it's because it was coming up on the 4th of July weekend. Everyone's off. I don't know what it was, but it was, I mean, it was like, like you couldn't even get in there. I said, okay, well, I'll, the worst. I'll try it's, this. It's, it's like the DMV. Oh, yeah. No, it's bad. It's gotten real bad. And this is the, they actually closed down the old Apple store and built a brand new one with the express purpose of it being bigger and having more space in it. And that just now more people just go to it. Were you, were you passed between three to six different people who had to be reminded what you were there for? <laughs> yes. That's my favorite part. <laughs> well, Hi, I'm a different guy with a beard. What are we looking at here? Right. Mm. I have less dander on my blue shirt. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so I went home. I went home and I saw when I was, I said, I'll just order it. And whenever it gets here, it gets here. But I saw there was an option for a courier to deliver it. It's in only certain areas Postmates? have this. And Postmates? $9. And you there's get so much stuff you can get where basically they'll do a Postmates. You within can, two I, hours. That's how I got my HomePod. They'll like bring it to your house. I, it was great. For nine bucks within two hours. <laughs> your time's worth that. I like it. It, it, it takes me, for your work. It took me two hours to get to the domain and park. Uh-huh. So I said, all right, I'll do that. And I ordered that and I ordered, the, I decided to try something different. I always have had a case uh, on the phone and I said, this time instead of going no case, my friend uh, at Uncrate recommended the leather case. So I said, oh, what the heck? That's I'll what I use. Get the leather case. Did you get the piano black? Yeah. No, so that, I, that is, it is actually pretty grippy. Does it say piano black or just black? Oh, I don't know. That's what all the nerds it's just are the black one. It. It's, the, it's the shiny one that gets nicked easily, but it, it looks and feels great. Well, I don't I know. I hope you're enjoying the, that. But I like the leather case. The leather case is nice. It makes it easy to get in and out of your pocket. It gives a little bit of protection. Now I'm going to look while I, while I tell the story. I'll... I'll figure sorry, out I if I have a... Uh, well, no, you're asking important These, these little stories are all about the details and the decisions. They really are. Hold on. Leather case. I'm just clicking on it now. And okay. It just says there's black, there's charcoal gray. And that those are the two. And mi- yeah, midnight is, is it pretty blue. shiny? I guess it's shiny. It's not like crazy shiny. It just looks like leather, yeah. like black leather. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I meant, I meant the, the, the telephone. The telephone. The phone mm-hmm. itself, not the case. Yeah, there was only two colors that I saw. Yeah. And That's great. The silver and the black. The silver and the black. Yeah. And so, of course, I went with the black, but I'm not seeing any different blacks being offered. When I cl- I'm here on the website, I click buy, and I'm being presented with two, two different uh, colors that you can have. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. under the finish section, there is silver and space gray. Space gray. Okay. And I went with I space think- gray. All right. I guess that's what I've got. 
Okay, so. And it is shiny. It's shiny AF. Okay. Shiny AF. I'm here for this. <clears throat> yes, Queen. So I so ordered it and the, courier. the girl came and uh, was, was about an hour and a half later and she came to the door and she handed me an Apple bag and inside of it was the phone and the case. And then she she had a, 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 a gadget, a GDGT shirt on. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then she uh, she was gone. And I had hmm. the phone. And so I popped out the SIM card from the old one. What a country. I had done a backup of the old phone with, it was already had been done on iCloud, but I did it on the uh, an encrypted backup uh, to the computer in the hour and a half that I was waiting for the phone. I ran that and it didn't take long. And then uh, when she arrived, I turned off the old phone, popped out the SIM card, put the SIM card into the new phone, turned it on, and it had a, it had a very cool thing that's not unlike what they do with the Apple Watch now, where it displays that kind of shifting pattern, and you put your other phone, you yes. take a picture of it with the fo- phone and the thing, and they work together somehow. And it, it just looks like an interference pattern. Yeah. But it's shaking hands to say it's okie dokie to uh, move all your it just moves your stuff. It moves your stuff. It was remember that remember migration cool. assistant. Yeah, remember that. Yes, this was stuff much you cooler. Move? You move some of your stuff. You move all your stuff. Oh my god! And then it says, "Where do you want to do? You want to restore from somewhere from the cloud, or do you want to restore from a computer?" And I said, "Computer." And it says, "Plug it in." I plugged it in, and uh, within fifteen minutes, about everything had been transferred over. All of the apps had been downloaded. I only think I had. It to, remembers what apps were recently open. I know it's really. It's crazy. I was very impressed. I was very impressed. It worked perfectly the first time, and uh, and that's I think the experience they want you to have. I had it for once, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, it went great. And so I started using that phone immediately, and um, you know, I'm surprised at how much I like it. I love the form factor of it. I still love the SE form factor best, but with this, you really do feel like you're getting the same screen real estate that you had on the Plus without the extra phone, um, and mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. You know, everyone said, "Oh, you know, you're gonna have to, you're gonna miss Touch ID," and I do. I you said that in previous things. Yeah, I I find that I miss it, but Face ID has been working flawlessly for me. I don't think it hasn't worked once when i've wanted it to work uh That's it's so good. The, so good the little glancing thing that it does where okay so let me explain this for people who haven't tried this or who don't know about it if you get a notification now what what i do because i have thousands of of other people in my house who are always taking my phone or trying to um i don't you know so i have like messages and things like that so that they don't display the message on the screen it'll show a notification but it doesn't yeah. display it doesn't show the, the content, content. unless you're yeah, logged in exactly well there's a thing and i'm sure you can turn this on and off where if you look at your screen when there's notifications on it if you look at the screen not just like have your face toward the screen but if you look at it it will reveal those messages to you once the phone knows that you're looking uh, yeah, that's the handy. Base, the basic face, face ID cues on these many, many points of depth on your face to recognize the face. But then, uh, what is the name of it? You can have for an extra layer of security. You can say basically, you're basically telling your phone, "Don't unlock unless I look at the camera." Right. And right? That, yes, and that's very cool. And so, like, it'll reveal these. It'll reveal the contents of the message notifications to you. I like that. I love swiping uh, across the bottom of the screen, across that little bar that lets you switch applications very quickly. 
That's super and you can get handy. to that. I love that you can do that from the springboard. That's so good. Lacking the double click to get to the cards now, you you can still do that by swiping up, right? But you can uh, you can just flip, go to the last uh, app. I you know I had forgotten about 3D Touch to go back an app. Mm. I completely forgot about that. Where you sort that. of press and slide from the left hand side of the screen. Yeah, yeah, I just we just set we finally got my daughter cellular on a, on an old 6s, mm-hmm. and I was setting up her phone, and I had to go back an app, and I was like, oh, that's right, there's that thing you can do. Yeah, but the, the sliding from the springboard is so ace. So Being fast. Able to slide, yeah, it, that that is actually much more efficient than the clicking around method i uh the only thing that i i thought i would miss touch id a lot more than i do i mm-hmm. don't i don't miss it as i don't really miss it that much uh because well, you're, that sounds like it comes out of you feeling like uh i mean i don't put words in your mouth but i mean the, the to me the bar on that is do you feel like it recognizes your face easily yeah do you feel like it recognizes your face quickly right do you even get to a point where, as some of my friends say, they don't even notice that it's, you know, unlocking? I wouldn't go if, that if, far, if, but it, it seems fast. It does. It Yeah. If, if that feels fast to you, then it's going to feel like it's just a huge improvement. It does. Yeah and, yeah. and the one thing that I really do miss, though, I, and I know that I'm not supposed to ever quit applications anyway, but sometimes I want to quit applications. And in order to do that now, you have to. Uh, you swipe up and pause and that brings up the cards, the, the apps mm-hmm. that are cards. And then you have to hold that down until you see the little minus to get a bus to get a buster. And then you can either, you can either tap the minus or flick up from that point. Is good that a news. big deal? No, good. it's not a big deal. Well, good news that has changed back. Oh, in, in 12? 12. Awesome. Yep. So it's just flip, flip again to quit. Love that. Okay. So that's, that's excellent. I, I'm, I'm, that was my uh, only uh, complaint, Merlin, of the uh, whole thing. Dan, I'm a corner case about this. On the one hand, I know that it is not necessary to quit apps, uh, in order to ma- manage memory or what have you. On the other hand, you know, shame on anybody who says you never need to quit an app. You need to quit an app often enough that you need to quit apps. Yeah. Like faux shizzle. <laughs> there is some, sometimes you just need a sound to go away. You ever get that? You yes. ever get a weird bug where yes. sound keeps playing yeah. and you don't know why? Oh, you never need to quit an app. Go just go buy a new phone. <laughs> no, sometimes you've got to quit an app. It's 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 so it's like this heterodoxy of on the one hand, like the terrible advice that Apple store people give you about quitting apps, which I don't know if that's conventional, but they will frequently tell you to quit apps, which is dumb. But you no, know, you don't need to quit apps. Like I can't tell you how often on uni it drives me crazy. You'll see people sitting there with a spare moment quitting apps. And the only times the only times I do that is if I need to. But if you need to, you need to. Right. In other I mean, words, what, in other words, if you, what if you didn't have Option Command Escape? Option Command Escape. What if you didn't have Option Command Escape yeah. on your Mac? Yeah. I can't believe how often I need to do that. Like it's a thing that happens. Sometimes it, just a process goes crazy. The app turns red and it needs to go away. Yeah. But it's no, the, I, it, that's bad. In other words, people who are quitting apps because I have too many apps running. Yeah, you don't need to do that. But sometimes you want to make an app stop for some reason. And make it go away. And you, you, you know, I want to be able to do that without a lot of song and dance. So that's great to know that. But overall, I mean, it's just, it's a really, really been a positive experience. I really am enjoying it. I, I'm adapted to the gestures within an hour of trying it out. And other people are like, oh, it'll take you a few days. Uh, it really, wow, didn't. really, it really didn't. I adapt. I mean, I found I adapted immediately and. My son, who, um, for some reason, when I remember when I was trying out my Android phone, he loved my Android phone. I'm not sure why he liked it. He has an iPad and a Mac uh, and an iPhone. And 
I have no idea why he thought the Android phone was cool, but he kept saying, you should go back to that. You should use that again. But he's, he approves of the 10 and he thinks that the 10 is better. So there you go. And my wife will be probably switching to the seven plus over the next couple of days. So what's she uh, using right now? That's still using that six. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. The, the, the painful six. Yeah. Um, I think you will be very happy with iOS 12. I got it running on everything now. You and mentioned that last week. You said, if I remember right, I was kind of in the sickness days, but it, it's you. I thought you said that you were running it on literally every every capable device that you have. I'm running iOS 12 on my iPhone 10. That's my daily phone on an iPad Pro 2, which is my beloved iPad, and on my old 7 Plus. At first, I just put it on the 7 Plus because I'm not an idiot. Like, I put the first bait on there. Mm-hmm. And, but the thing is that the draw is difficult right now because, and I know this is going to sound silly in a month, but everybody wanted to play with the Memojis. Mm-hmm. And you can only use that right now on iPhone 10. Yeah. So a lot of people ended up putting it on there. And again, I would never advise it, but like, oh boy, have these been solid betas. They're real, real solid. And I started making some serious shortcuts for stuff. Um where you know it, it watches what you do and suggests things that it could make into a series shortcut. That's really cool. But the reason I mention this to you here is, and I, I mentioned this last time, but there there is now some very sensible consolidation of gestures between iPad and iOS that I think is very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, like I, I'm, I got pretty good at a lot of the obscure, I, fairly obscure iPad gestures, like the five finger grab to go to the. Um, springboard or the four finger swipe to go between apps and now all you got to do is go floop up like just like you would on iphone 10 to change apps it's real easy you you kind of you don't really need the button now i don't think except for touch id and screenshots there's not there's not that much stuff you really need the button for anymore right on iPad. right it's pretty cool and you know and i guess a lot of the rumors are fairly out there at this point that there's likely a touch or a face ID um, iPad coming at some point, probably the fall. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, read about I, that I only mention this because like now that you're acclimated to that, you, you won't have that windows and Mac problem of not remembering which key to hit. Like it, it the gestures you're learning now will serve you well. The control center now on 12 will come down from the upper right on iPad as well. So anyway, it's really, it's really cool. You know, I do. I mean, I, I definitely have that muscle memory of swiping up to like get to the flashlight or whatever and having yep. to adapt to bringing it down from upper right. Again, like after you do it a few times, it, you're just doing it that way. It's, it's doesn't, doesn't seem like a big deal. My closest analogy would be, you know, we had a rental car when we were in Florida driving around and things are a little bit different. You know, the brakes are feel a little bit different and the location yeah. of some things are different. And after you're in the car for half an hour, you're not thinking about, well, where's where's the turn signal? Where'd they put that turn signal? You're just driving and you don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah, you may have something like opening the gas door. Like right. That's always hard right. in a rental car. Yeah. But like you get used to it. So it sounds like it's been a so far been a pretty easy transition for you. Yes, and I I'm not sure why it went so well for me this time because I usually run into some kind of stupid edge case, but this has been really really positive, and uh, and I really do enjoy the larger screen without the f- excess phone around it. That was something that people had said to me 
But until I really spent a lot of time with it and having it be my stuff, like it's one thing to pick up your friend's phone because I have a friend who has a 10. It's one thing to pick up someone else's phone and kind of play around with it for five minutes or do that in the store uh, as another to have it be yours and and, and really get to try your own stuff. And the way that Apple's set up right now is it's it's really a painless process if you do decide to return something. Uh, it's really easy to do that. And so there really, there almost isn't a risk if you're buying a new phone, I suppose if you're trading in an old phone to get the new one, then, then you're kind of committing. But if you're just buying it additionally and you have the old one and you're either going to give it away or sell it, or your kid will have it or whatever, then you're in a really great position to just go and try it. Mm -hmm. Um, because if you don't like it, you can, you can return it. I don't know if it's 14 days or 30 days, but it's whatever it is within 14 days, you're going to know. I mean, I knew, I knew within a day that I was like, yeah, okay, this works. I'm going to stay with this. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, well, let me just ask, uh, was the notch, uh, a concern or a distraction to you? I already, you know, I feel like if I had been an early adopter and it was, it was the first time seeing it, uh, then perhaps I would have been more upset about it. I, I thought when it first came out that it would be unacceptable. It's not unacceptable. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine that I would ever live with that. Just seeing pictures of it. I know. Just seeing pictures of it. I thought there's, I will never ever. And if I ever buy that dumb phone, I will never in a million years get used to that. And I, I stopped noticing it after a couple of days. Yeah. It's, I still see it. It's there. I don't like it. I think there are, you know, maybe other ways they could have done it. And I probably would have rather had it just go straight across, but I understand what they were going for. And, um, and if it, I think it's also your mindset, if you think this notch is cutting into my usable screen, then you don't like it. But if you think they found a way to squeeze an extra place to put the battery and the, the time around a lot this of stuff, thing, there's a lot of stuff jammed into that notch. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a, if you look at the uh, little diagram for everything that's happening, there's that a notch, lot in there. It's, it's an engineering wonder. So yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it. I don't care about it. I don't like it. Um, but it's, you know, it, it I guess it's, but it's the, not, a, it's not a deal. It's not a deal breaker nah, for you. No, nah, no. Yeah. Nah. That's good. That's the, good. I thought the face ID was going to be the deal breaker. Yeah. The yeah. one complaint I have, and I, I think I must have, maybe I have squinty, squinty little like eyes or something, but a lot of the animojis when I'm doing them, they will, and maybe it's my glasses. I don't know, mm-hmm. but they'll, the eyes will look more closed than I like. And I find that in order to get the animoji uh, to accurately represent the amount that my eyes feel like they're open, I need to exaggerate facially how open my eyes are. Does that, I need to open my eyes Mm -hmm. too wide. Does that happen to you? Or is it just me? Do I have little squinty Mm. beady eyes? Mm, You do, but I do too. My eyes are too close together. It makes me look dishonest. I, uh, but also the, uh, there, everybody's got different beasts with it. Who was it? Maybe Rosemary Orchard the other day. Somebody was talking about how, like, she has long hair and then that interferes with the hair in the emoji and it, the, the bit, the memoji in that case and it gets confused. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's, it's not perfect. Yeah. But it gets the basic idea. And they have tongues in iOS 12. That's fun. That, I know that was the first thing I tried to do, stick my tongue out. I'm like, wait a minute. Nope, Where's nope, the little dragon tongue? Tell you, man, you can get on that, get on that public beta. How, how good is this stupid beta for real? Come on. Just you and me. You- I think it's a very, 
um, I don't even know what word to use. Not is classic the right word? I guess that's a term of art because that was a computer. It's a classic Apple um, release. Yeah, there's just so many nice refinements to, you know, uh, how you use it. That just it just feels real good, and it fixes just scores of little dumb things that you never knew bothered you, but now will bother you less. And there's just a lot of really nice refinements. But you know, there's there's this is one of those things where YouTube is a can be your friend. Which site is it? There's one site that does these really detailed, like, here's what's new. Yeah. With that guy who flicks around on his phone really fast with his left hand. <laughs> it boggles my mind how fast that guy moves around on his phone. <laughs> he, he looks like he's having, having a fit. Uh, is, but, it, uh, uh, is it Marcus Brownlee? No, no. Is that, is that, is that MKBHD? Yeah. B- yeah, yeah. MK? MK? What's, what, is his, what is he called? MKBHD. Marcus Brownlee. Oh. Yes. No. Am I saying no, his name right? I love that guy. He's awesome. He's very charismatic. Yeah. No, no. It's one of those ones like, you know, uh, Ding-A-Ling Apple site. Uh, it's not 9 to 5 Mac. Let's see if I can find one. You might want to just go through and look at the, like, what's new in iOS 12. Yeah. These, I think that these kinds of things are a great resource. What's new in iOS Try, 12? What's new in iOS 12? Everything Apple, probably everything Apple Pro, maybe Apple Insider. Oh, and there you go. There's there's Marcus Brownlee, top five features, iOS twelve. Um, what are some other things? Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, so it sounds like this was a pretty good fit for you. Yeah, really good fit. And it's it. You know, I'm still on Sierra, not High Sierra, just Sierra, on my Mac. And I asked people on Twitter. I said, you know, should I consider upgrading to High Sierra now or just wait? And a lot of people said, no, just wait. Wait for hmm. Mojave now. But my question about 12, iOS 12, that comes out officially in September when they announce new phones, right? Or is it coming out before that? Well, uh, they're on beta three for developers and the first public beta right now. <clears throat> so it'll you'll see refinements up until it comes out in whenever the phone comes out. Presumably September. The uh, iOS will come out, I guess. Right. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Official release. I don't release. follow the trades. Yeah, but it is pretty solid. It's pretty solid. I mean, mainly the the only things that I get, I don't. I'm not seeing anything in this beta that I would not just attribute to like things going wrong on a phone. Sometimes, sometimes it's a little bit sluggish and feels frozen in settings, but that goes away. Yeah. Um, I have not had any catastrophic problems. But uh, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear this. I think you're going to enjoy this phone. It's a good size. It's a nice middle ground between a too big and a too small. <clears throat> it is. You don't realize how strange the shape of the screen is until, to me anyway, I don't notice the strange elongation of the screen until I look at a screenshot. I'm like, wow, is that really what it looks like? Oh, here's another nice thing on iPad for iOS 12. That sounds subtle, but there's still so many apps that don't have an iPad version. Um, and so you get, so for example, if I'm looking on the iPad Pro, I'm looking at, what's an example? Like there are some like delivery services that don't have an iPhone app yet or my um, like exist.io app. I don't know what the size was, but it was, it, it was, did not, it was not good for the shape of the iPad screen. Long mm. story short, the um, now when you are in, uh, I'm sorry, I'm putting this really poorly. When you're looking at the phone version of an app on the iPad at 2X, it now is like at a iPhone six size and shape, so it makes right. a lot more sense. It fits a lot more stuff. It does. It's not as wide and stupid looking. Right. It fits more stuff in. In other words. Okay. Yeah, that's really good. 
Yeah. I guess I'm still surprised sometimes that there's not an iPad version of something. Like everybody's been talking about this. I just got in the beta for that um, RSS reader everybody's been talking about. And I was kind of surprised they don't have an iPad app. feels like if you're going to do something reader. Oh, is it Zyrtex? (laughs) Something like that. The allergy medicine? Yeah, I think so. Ask your doctor if RSS is right for you. Zyrtex. No, R-S-S-I-O-S-X-Y-R. Let me just look. I have my telephone right here. Okay. Hello, telephone. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, E-L-Y-T-R-A. Elytra? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the official <clears throat> Minecraft wiki? Yep. Uh, Elytra. So, anyway... Yeah, but that kind of surprised me. Like, if, if I were making an RSS reader for iOS, I feel like I would probably want to make an iPad version too. Real time RSS. Yeah, Elytra. <clears throat> um, so good. I'm trying to think of other things that are on the. You know, it's it's also a nice size in that, like, it is nice to have the giant, giant phone for some things. But honestly, if you're using an iPad as well, you know, if you're going to watch a movie, you'll probably watch it on the iPad. If you're going to do a lot, a lot, a lot of reading, you're probably going to do it on the iPad. I feel like the, the iPhone X is a good size for just walking around doing stuff. You still get plenty of information on screen. Um, it's also nice because, you know, you, could, you can go in and tweak it. Do you want the zoom view? Do you want the bigger fonts? Like, it's not going to, it's still going to be usable even if you have bigger fonts or the zoomed view. Um, do, you, do you increase the font size on your phone? No, no. I only do that on, I do have a slightly larger size in like Instapaper. And I feel like I have different settings for every book I read right. in Kindle or iBooks. I feel like I, every book is so different I end up... Because, you know, it depends a lot on the kind of book that it is. No, but on screen, I think I'm all, all normal. Oh, I meant to tell you, I figured out what was wrong with my uh, progressive lens glasses. What was wrong? Okay, so I, I don't know, you know, this goes back a year or two, I don't know, a long time ago. Uh, you, you said, uh, no, you got to get the progressive. And my eye doctor said, you, with your vision, Dan, you really need to get progressive. So I got these progressive, progressive lenses. Progressive lenses, you get like a bifocal at the bottom and then nothing in the middle. And then for helping you with distance at the top. Right. And I could, they never worked for me. And everyone said, give it time, give it two weeks. I gave it like a month. And I just, every day I was having headaches. Everything was blurry. It was never good. Well, I found out just now, years later, the reason why was they don't have the, apparently the way the progressive lens works is there's sort of like a channel that kind of goes down the middle of the, uh, of the lens that, that, gets wider as it gets to the bottom. So not quite like a triangle, but, um, Oh, maybe like a, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, like a, a, um, like a, not a trapezoid, but the, what's that one? What's that's like parallel lines, but yeah. the sides are angled. Yeah. yeah I know yeah. what you mean. That is just not lined up with my pupil. Oh, so if that I, seems important, if I like push the glasses further to the right, like push them, it, I, they're probably moving a centimeter, half a centimeter. I don't know, just a little bit, an eighth of an inch. And that's enough to align it. But then, of course, the other one is going out of alignment. Uh, but that that subtle difference is enough for me to realize, oh, it would be clear if this w- was over a little bit. So I'm going to go and get them to remake them. I mean, I have to 
get an exam, new eye exam done anyway. So I'm uh-huh. just going to go back in and get essentially new lenses, but I'm going to give it another try, but I'm going to be more diligent this time with following up with them because I just, I hate to be the guy that goes back in and like, my lenses aren't right because they never believe me. I have an, an astigmatism and mm-hmm. apparently your astigmatism is on something called an axis so that if you were to hold the lens out, if you're just nearsighted or farsighted, then, um, then it doesn't matter. You can hold the lens by its edges and, and turn it around. Like, I don't, you know, like almost as if you were like focusing, if you were, imagine you're looking through binoculars and you're going to rotate the end of the binoculars to focus it. Right. If you do that motion with the lens for most people, that doesn't change their vision at all. But if you, if you have a, a certain kind of astigmatism, rotating it that way, uh, brings it off axis. And it, most people, according to the eye doctor, are only will only notice if it's more than four degrees off axis. Apparently, I notice it if it's any degrees off axis, even one degree off axis, and it gets blurry for me, and then I get headaches from it. So, oh no! So I have to be the guy who's like, no, uh, these aren't right. And they're, well, they're within parameters. I'm like, yeah, I, I believe you, but for me, that's it has to be more than that. And so if, when I find an eye doctor who's uh, compassionate to that, then it's no big deal. I've even had the eye doctor that I used to go to say, Oh, you know, I'm sorry. We told you your lenses were going to be ready on Wednesday. I had to send them back. I said, why they were, you know, 3.5% off axis. So they got to get it right. I'm like, well, how, how many years have we been making lenses? And we put like the Hubble up in space. Like we should be able to get a lens correct exactly the way the doctor writes it out. But that's just a complaint, Merlin. So, uh, it's frustrating though. It's, it's, but I hate to be like, I'll go back in and, and it's like, they don't believe me. I'll be like, well, no, this, these aren't, I'll put it on right away. And I can tell you instantaneously when I put it on, if it's right or not, but they don't believe you. They don't believe me. No, you need to give it time. You need to give it time. Like I don't need to give it time. I can tell you that it's wrong right now. No, your eyes just, they're used to being, you know, overcompensated or whatever. You just need to give it time. I really don't need to give it time. It's not right. Like, no, you I need know. to give it time. Like, no, I'll just be back in a few days. If you want me to come back in a few days, I'll, I'll have to, but I'm telling you, it's not right. Trust me, Dan, you're going to just needs more time. Okay. When should I come back? If it's not right, give it a seven days. Okay. I'll see you in seven days. And yeah. so I wear it for a few days. I get tired of having headaches. I put my old glasses back on. I go back in a week. I say this still getting headaches from this. Well, really? Yeah. Really? You've been wearing it. The- yes. Well, hold on. Let me put it in our rig. And they put it in the rig. And, well, it's only three degrees off axis. You should, that's within tolerance. Like, well, not for me. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll send them out. We'll, we'll make them again. But if you don't adjust to them, just come back. Yeah. And you know, it's, we, we can't keep remaking them. These are expensive lenses. I'm like, you guys got to get them right. Yeah. It's outrageous. So I'm gearing, as you can tell, I'm psyching myself out for, uh, my Thursday uh, going in and being the crazy one. Yeah, yeah. It feels like such a common thing. We're dealing with this with, this, uh, with my mom with some of her medical care stuff. Where you're like, you know, I've felt for years that we lack a project manager for so many aspects of our life, but especially yeah. things like health, where you have to be the project manager and the advocate and ultimately the the patient. But like, you've got to you've got to be out there advocating for yourself, and even then you're always pushing up against this system. Like in that case, let's be honest, that's, that's a place that wants to sell frames. Probably yeah. like they're the, like the San Slaughterhouse five, all the money's in frames, you know? Uh, but it's so frustrating and you just feel like, 
I swear I'm not crazy. Like, uh, please help me fix this problem. I'm, I'm, I'm coming here because you're the people who know how to make eyeglasses, theoretically. Right, right. and, and I, under, I understand that the average person is going to put on glasses that where there's a prescription change, and they'll be, whoa, this looks really different. Things look really different. Yeah, yeah, you just got to get used to it. Okay. You know, like, that's, that's fine for, I think, most people. Yeah. Uh, but like, really, I can tell you, and, and this is the, it's the hard part because I went to one eye doctor and she, she, uh, she went to Arizona, which is, they all go to Arizona, but I, had, mm. I was like, I finally have an eye doctor who like really gets it. And she was really good. She was really great with my kid and she was really awesome to work with. And she really understood. She's like, oh yeah. She's like, I can see with your vision, this needs to be right. Like we need to make sure these get right. And like, she understood that. And that like now all the eye doctors I go to, I've tried a couple different ones. They're like, really? That doesn't work for you? It's like, yes, yeah. it doesn't work. Like, yeah, come, come back if you don't get used to it. Uh, it's so, it's so frustrating. Yeah. It didn't work it for you? It is. And Should be I, don't, fine. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but again, like with my mom, she just started seeing a different doctor and like, it's, it's such a different world. Not just because the people in the office are nice to her, but because the person will actually like sit down with her and like when she gets these strange lab results in the mail where some things are green and some things are red and it's like the doctor can actually explain to her, no, here's what that means. That's, this is what this means. This is what this means for you. This is not a big deal. This is potentially a big deal and we'll take care of that. But like somebody who can actually be your, uh, well, be an educated advocate for you to like help you understand you know, science is not just one big machine that spits out results. Right. Like there's still so much voodoo in science and medicine. And you, you know, it's, it's like what? I mean, I don't know. I know. I just, it just feels like, it just feels like there's, there's so many things, whether it's your food delivery service or your doctor, there are, these are organizations, companies, businesses that are meant to function well when everything is fine. Right. But if anything is ever not fine, you're kind of on your own to keep advocating until it gets fixed. Exactly. You, you're the dick. Right. right. Like whether, whether that's your food that never got delivered or the fact that your vision, you're turning cross-eyed from these dumb glasses, you've got to be the one to go in there and like argue with and dad. And then I feel, then I feel bad. I feel bad because like now I'm complaining about something that, that they felt that they did a good job on. And I understand from their perspective too. It's like, they put in the order, the lenses came in, everything checked out on their thing. And now here's this guy who's like, nothing's going to be right for now. I'm the guy like nothing's right for that guy. And it's like, really, generally speaking, I try not to do that at all. Yeah. And I always feel guilty about it. Yesterday, I ordered a burger with uh, bacon and cheese. They came with no bacon. Mm -hmm. I didn't complain about it. It's just, you know, it was fine. Like, it's not a big deal. I paid for it. I didn't get it. Okay. I'm, I've moved on. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm the, my prescription is so weird already. It's so weird. It has to be just right. There's different kinds of lenses that, that you can get. And mine, the only ones that work with my prescription are called high index lenses. I don't know what that means other than they're, it's some kind of special plastic because I guess if it wasn't, they'd be like super thick or something. And mm -hmm. so this keeps them from being super thick, but it also prevents other visual artifacts. So, so these stupid lenses are like three times more expensive than regular lenses. It's so stupid, but like, this is what I need. So every time I go in there, like I, people are like, oh, I got glasses for $75, including that. No, mine, it's hundreds and hundreds of dollars for me to get a new pair of glasses. It's I'm not spending less than 500 bucks on it. It's outrageous. Right. And so to have them then be wrong 
I know. I, 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 I totally feel you Stupid. on this. It's, it's crazy frustrating. And you think about something like the difference in customer service that you get. I think of companies like Comcast and AT&T, neither of which is my favorite company by a long shot. They are two of my least favorite company, right, countries. Right. But in both cases, I have had really good customer service experiences with both, especially AT&T. I'm frequently shocked by how good the customer service is if you get the right person. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, if you like, I have ample examples of very good and very bad things with AT&T. But if you get the right person, you know, think of it this way. If all you ever got to was the first level of customer care, which is the person who's basically empowered to say, like, turn it off and on and okay, we'll schedule a tech. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that person is not empowered or trained to do much more than deal with a problem. You know, I'm sure the way that they um, partition and deploy their resources focuses heavily on the kinds of stuff. Please go look at the website to fix this. If you can't fix that, call this person. This person resets your modem and your set. Like, you know, but you know, sometimes you do need to get to the second or third level person because there's something weird going on. There's some ghost in the machine that only somebody with that expertise and experience has seen enough uh, to know. And this, they certainly need to rule out all the obvious stuff. Like, is it, is it turned on? All right. that kind of stuff. Right, but sure. I keep turning over this phrase. I must have heard this um, in the past at some point, but most recently I've heard Marco Arment say this phrase several times, in particular talking about being an app developer and being in the position of being an app developer. And you certainly understand this, like you must have to deal with support things that, you know, from the very beginning have absolutely nothing to do with your product. Yeah. Your product is where they noticed a different problem, for example. So, you know, something like, like, let's say there's like, I don't know, like performance, uh, uh, um, what's the thing they do on the phone to com- to accommodate for the battery loss? Like there could be things happening there. It could be that like so somebody says, oh, your app is running down my battery. Well, no, it's that you have a really old phone with a really low battery. Yeah. Or maybe you're doing this other thing, or maybe you have put your wireless device in a place where it can't get good access, and now you think it's my app that's the problem. There's this thing Marco said, and I actually spent some of the morning trying to track this down. Um, he says, um, it's not my fault, but it is my problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like Which that. I, I, and I mentioned it today because we sent our daughter off to camp with her with her phone with a new SIM chip, and I tested it last night. I spent hours yesterday getting this thing set up and testing it. I called her on it on her new phone number. I tested it with the wireless turned off. Everything seemed fine. She was very excited to take this to camp today. And then I saw that as they were pulling away, my wife was moving on fine, my friends, but my daughter wasn't, mm. and my heart sank. And I was like, oh, that's like, it. that's why you want the thing. We want the thing so we can creepily stalk her at camp and right. see if she's doing good yarn work. And so, and so I, I, I frantically text my wife to say, please double check Ellie's phone before you drop her off. I think it may not be working. And I sounded like a crazy person. I tried calling her on it, calling my daughter yeah. and that didn't work. And I'm real frantic. Finally, I call my wife like right outside the camp and I'm like, just let her know. I think her phone may not be working. I'm not sure why. Who knows? Who knows what it was? It seemed to be working yesterday, but it's not working now. In that amount of time, in that 10 minutes when they went to drop her off at camp, I've already been on the AT&T site. I'm already running the troubleshooting stuff. I'm doing all of that stuff. And and then I said, well, just let her know. Like, if it doesn't work, we'll get it fixed. But like, I don't want her to be disappointed because she's got no way to even complain to me about it. And then later on, she texted and said, yeah, everything's cool. Drop off was great. She's having a great day. And I was like, I feel so bad. 
about that phone thing. I feel like I'm a bad tech dad. Mm. And she's like, oh, pff, don't worry about it. Like, she's excited about camp and it'll be fine. And, and I said, you know, my friend Marco says this thing sometimes. It's not my fault, but it is my problem. Right. And I, I think about, and if you go and Google that, it, I have not found a conclusive source for that quote, but it is referenced a lot in two places. Articles about Buddhism and articles <laughs> about customer service. In fact, in a couple of things I saw about the second arrow. And uh, I, I think that, that is, that's a very interesting concept as a human being, as a worker, as a family member. It's not my fault, but it is my problem. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes in, in the best customer service people, you know, even if you're being an idiot, they can help you, they can get inside of a problem and help you troubleshoot what the problem is, even if it's not their fault. They mm -hmm. accept it as their problem, even if it's not their fault. I know that's not sustainable for everybody, but that I get a lot of extra alo aloha for people who take that on. It's not my fault that my daughter's phone didn't work today, but it is my problem. Right. And like, that's, that seems like a weird tent pole of work and adulthood that you just have to accept sometimes. And when you find people who are willing to accept that and then help you out, even though it's not their fault, like that's, that's a good human. What I'm saying is I'm a very good person, even though I'm a bad tech dad. <laughs> That's right. I was so bummed. She was so excited. She's like, I'll, she's like, I'll text you when I get to camp. I was like, please text me. Please call me if you want. And she's like, oh, yeah, I could call you like if I don't feel good today. I was like, yes, you can absolutely call me if you don't feel good today. And now she's sitting there with a the phone that won't work. And I, I'm an idiot. Mm. What could have gone wrong with it, though? I don't know. I shut off. I did what I usually do, which is I, I um, turned off Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. And that's when I called her phone and we texted and it all seemed copacetic. Um, I don't know. Uh, the SIM card thing was pretty painless. So you basically <laughs> spent an hour on the phone with AT&T Thursday. It seems so simple, Dan. I have an iPhone 6S that I bought from Apple, but like it was an AT&T SIM chip, always has been, never anything else. If you want to reactivate an old device, you have to get a new SIM card which is strange. I've had a bunch of SIM cards. I've switched from one place to another and they work fine. Yeah. Whatever. But in this Wait, case, say like, that no, again, that, do, that doesn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense to me either. I tried several different SIM cards. And so you get, you get the SIM card in. Sometimes it just works. Like you can just move your SIM card around and your active SIM card, you can pop into other devices and it might work just fine. Right. The phone number might even come along with it. I think it has to do with the ICCMI. I can, the, the, I can tell you that I took my SIM card from, I believe they sent me this one in the 7 Plus. I took it from the 7 Plus. I put it into the Android phone. It worked fine. Put yep. it back into the 7 Plus for a while. Now that I have the 10, I took it out and put it in the 10. And it's just worked in all those. Well, I am about many things very not tightly wound. I am weirdly tightly wound about some things. Uh, one of those very odd corner case things that I'm tightly wound about is every time I take a naked chip out of a thing, I mark it. I make sure that I can identify what it is. And I'm so tightly wound that anytime I remove a SIM card or similar from a device, I put it in a tiny little Walgreens pill bag, little tiny Ziploc bag, about an inch and a half high, and I write what device that came from on it. So I, can, I, I have, I'm in the unusual position of being able to pull up a tiny baggie with the original SIM card in it. This is a very John Syracuse way to live. And I thought it would work just fine. I was like, hey, you know, she doesn't need a new phone. We got this old phone that works just fine. It's still, it's still at like, I don't know, 90 some percent battery. It should be okay. Um, so I thought, I thought it's going to be as simple as you pop a card in, 
yeah, it might, it might work on the first try. You probably got to go to the site. I went to the AT&T site. The AT&T site is not a good site. But I went there. I followed. I jumped through all the hoops. I, I had a text file with the IMEI and the ICCD IPP ID and all the different numbers. I had them all in there, like all ready to go. And they're like, well, if you want to use this device, you need to get a new SIM card. An hour, <laughs> an hour on the phone with a very nice lady at AT&T, uh. who apologized for all the noise in the background because apparently there was some kind of party going on. <laughs> and, and an hour on the phone, my, my, my wife came home from work. I was on the phone. She went and got us takeout taco and burritos and came back. I was still on the phone. Oh, my God. But basically, you got to go through this whole thing where they got you're, you're adding a device, so they got to do the credit check, and they're going to have to send you a new SIM. Everything went fine. It arrived yesterday. I popped it in. Anyways, it's tech you need a tech dad or mom yeah and i'm a bad one today i'll report back on what happened but uh does your kids does uh cash's uh does he have like a phony phone Is the, can he make calls on it no i mean he can do facetime calls uh um, right but so it's wi-fi only it's wi-fi only i mean i could i could activate it but he's not you know i don't know i don't know when well the right no just to be to clear do, we did not get yeah. this for the phone in fact i kind of wish Oh boy! And one of my huge non-John Syracuse-like things, I totally spaced what my kid's um, restrictions number is, and you only get so many tries. Before. Oh no! <laughs> so I, and I what do you all, do? Uh, well, there's. I looked it up on the internet. Um, you get, you know, a certain number of tries before they introduce the delay, and then so basically, if you've totally forgotten the restrictions code, you basically do a backup and restore. Um, oh, that's but, stupid. Because what my first thought was, I'll just. I mean, go it see makes. I, I'm glad that that's the way yeah, that it I know, works. I but. know, I know, but I'd have to. But I wanted to go in and just see what the restrictions on the phone were. I just assumed she only has the ability to call and be called by the two of us, right? Um, but no, it was mainly so she could have. Um, yeah, so, I mean, for the recreational and convenience purpose of being able to have uh, LTE out of the house, but really, so we could like see where she is. I I think that is a very valuable thing. Um, that was really boring, but I don't know. Think about the concept. It's not my fault, but it is my problem. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good, huh? Well, uh, while, while I think about it, why don't I also tell you about something I like? Do you have something else that you like? I have Mac Weldon. Oh, give me a break. Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon. So here's His jackals. Do you know I am almost single-handedly keeping them in business at this point? <laughs> I it's believe very it. distressing. So I want to tell you a really cool story, a cool Mac Weldon story. I, yeah, bring it. I feel like, uh, you know, you've talked about how much you like the Mac Weldon hoodies. I thought... Pima, Pima Cotton long sleeve tee, wearing one right now. I love their polo style shirts that they have. I, oh. uh, I have two of them now, a black and a blue. And whatever it is, you know, you know Brad Pitt in Fight Club? Yes. How he has that really great physique in that movie when the, in, the, in the fight scenes very handsome man i feel like when i wear the mac weldon shirt the way that it drapes i feel like brad pitt in it are you ripped when i'm wearing the shirt are you a little bit swole yeah so it's a flattering look it's very very flattering there is something about a lot of polo style shirts where it looks they look boxy and you put them on and you're like oh, it's just I yeah, like feel you, like you got something to hide. Yeah, and I, I, you know, these they're not they're slim, but they're not like tight. 
They're not like European. No, no. Mm-mm. And so I just, I really am a big fan of these shirts. And, and like I said, I had two of them. So we, we were in Florida and I knew I wanted to put in a new Mack Weldon order. And I thought, you know, I don't want it to wind up here. I'm just going to have it sent to Florida for me. And so I, because I had full confidence in Mack Weldon, and this was their their chance to either do something awesome or or screw it up, and they did awesome. I said, "I'm not. I'm going to pack one less shirt, and I'm only. Ooh, gonna, you're taking a chance. You're rolling only, the dice, my I'm friend. I'm only going to pack like three socks because I ordered like five pairs of socks and an extra shirt, and so it it showed up, and it showed up just by actually before I got there. My mom texted me, and she's like. There's a Mack Weldon package here for you. That's like, okay. So I got there and it was perfect. Everything was perfect. And so the second night there, we we're going to be going out to dinner. And, uh, and my, my, the time before last when I was there, I took, uh, my kid to, we went to this like, uh, seafood restaurant. There was like a couple blocks from the beach, real casual. And they, and he, we got this thing. They do a crab. You ever had a crab pot where they bring out, it's like a legit Mm. pot. And in the pot, they've got like a, uh, butter and garlic sauce. And they have like corn on the cob in there. And then they have the like king crab legs just sticking out of the pot. It's a sight to behold. Oh, that sounds yummy. We got that. And then this time around, my mom's like, there are nicer places that we could go. We don't have to go Mm. to like the, crummy beachy i'm like but that place is so good and she's like there's other places so she got a recommendation for another place and so the reservations were there and we were going there and i realized i didn't pack my son like a dress shirt he just had t-shirts for the whole time i'm like they're like he doesn't have a dress shirt to wear he doesn't have you didn't pack i'm like i didn't pack i didn't i'm sorry i didn't pack him a dress shirt he's wearing the new mac weldon shirt oh that now was a little big on him but it looked great and it saved the day Oh, that is so cool. It saved the day. So high recommendation. They, they for came these through shirts. for you. Very, very. I'm, I'm tired of like polo shirts that don't breathe. These totally breathe. They drape beautifully. Oh, right. The, the no show socks were, I'm serious. You got to get one of these. The no show right. socks are my favorites. I wear them all summer long. I have tons and tons of these no show socks. And a lot of their clothing has silver in, inside of it so they have like silver underwear they have silver shirts and that makes them antimicrobial naturally so they eliminate odor and uh and they're just wonderful you can wear the I, I wear the socks for everything i also got a pair a couple pairs of the shorts and i said you know i feel like maybe mac weldon's overreaching now they mm-hmm. they were good on the shirts they're good on the underwear even socks now they're doing shorts really shorts up in the shark i got i got the shorts and they were great too very i love the way the pockets work and as usual they're zippers i don't know what it is but they really get zippers they really understand mm-hmm. what it takes to make a good zipper the shorts are awesome uh legit recommendation for me do you get do you get the uh for polo shirts do you get the vesper the silver the vesper. Net, or the intrepid the vesper is the one that i got that's the classic that's the one mm-hmm. i got and it fits great and i i uh i can't recommend them enough and there's it's almost like they're not sheer but mm-hmm. they, it doesn't, they feel very lightweight. It doesn't feel like you're wearing a traditional polo style shirt. They're, they're, hmm. they're very good. So that's the one I recommend. I have the black one. 
and the blue one. Uh, your mileage may vary. 20% off your first order if you go to MacWeldon.com, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N, MacWeldon.com, 20% off your first order. Promo code is B2W. So go check them out. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, you really do need to go get these, and uh, I'm wearing them all the time now. So thanks very much to Mac Weldon for making this show possible. You gave us the shirt off your back. Literally, I did. Literally. I did. I did. I'm going to have to double down. Uh, Make sure double down, double down on that double elimination. Um, let's see. Wow, look at this an hour and 11 minutes. Yeah. Um, I have tiny bits of summer follow up. I have a good listener follow up. We, okay. we, should, we should probably duck out soon. Yeah, whenever you're ready, I'm, I'm ready. Mm. Now, let's do this real quick. Listener Bill. Uh, writes in, hi guys, I heard a good, this, so this is in regard to, um, a listener who actually contacted us back recently about the request to do free work as a photographer. Yes. Uh, and, uh, kind of debating what he should do, yes. uh, about taking photos. This is listener Bill writes in to say, um, hi guys, I heard a good rule of thumb recently for knowing how much to charge when you're doing work for friends. You start by getting them to agree to a reasonable amount of time to get the work done, say five hours. When that's settled, you quote them your legitimate hourly rate, but tell them you'll only bill for a lesser amount of hours, say two hours. With this approach, you can realistically value your services, yet not feel like you're charging an exorbitant amount uh, for work you're not doing professionally. Bonus outcomes. If they like your work and want to hire you again, they're more likely to pay you a greater amount of billed hours. Uh, second, if they give uh, give you a, a referral to another client, the only cost they can pass along is your quoted rate. There's no confusion like, oh, he usually charges $100 per hour, but he only charged us $50 per hour. That's from listener Bill. Nice. I think that was, that's an interesting that's idea. A very interesting it's a nice idea. middle ground. Like you don't have to be a total sucker about this stuff. And I'll, I'll remind folks about a thing that I like to do. Uh, when somebody wants my help with something and I want to help them, maybe it's for a cause. Maybe it's for, yeah, I mean, you know, but it's for something you, you think is a good thing that you, you don't mind doing for, let's say free. I agree. I think the hourly thing is so smart. You know, if you ask somebody for $500 an hour, but, and they kind of, agree, they, <laughs> they agree based on a budget of a two hours for the project, you're going to be the one looking like a jerk when it ends up being a 20 hour project. And they're like, no way are we giving you $10,000, right? I think the, the, what you charge for stuff can be complicated. I think no matter what you do, boy, this is such a good skill to get. No matter what you're going to be doing, it helps to provide an hourly, estimate if it's going to be for a money thing or an hourly upper end if you're doing it for free and then be really careful about the scope of the project do you know what i mean yes like this is something i would frequently say with people is like back in the days when i made websites is i would just say look you know um this sounds defensive but you'd have to be very sometimes people who are used to getting stuff for free are not very gracious about it and you might need to say to somebody well i can give you five hours of my time for free on this but i want you to understand that that five hours, when that five hours is gone, the five hours is gone. So be careful about the hours you want me to spend. So you might want to get somebody else's help getting all that stuff out of Microsoft Word. Because if I have to spend a lot of time cleaning up things out of Excel and Microsoft Word to make a website, that five hours is going to go away real fast. Right. Right. So you get good at scoping uh, the project. Uh, I think that... Just because also look for every opportunity you can to get better at specking how long it's going to take to do something. Because almost every project in some ways, it's got this stage that nobody ever thinks about 
which is the sort of ramp up to the thing actually starting. Like the work that has to be done before you can actually start the work. You know, when you're new to a profession or a skill and the other people might be completely foreign to them, they're looking to you, whether they realize it or not, to define what the project is. And if you don't define that project, well, everybody's going to be sad. If you blow through your budget in one day and you still aren't anywhere near what you thought you wanted to make, then it's kind of on you because you're the one who has to like manage the expectations about how long something will take and what is included in that budget. Whether or not money changes hands, there is still a budget. There is still an estimate for how much time it will take. And that's kind of always on you. You're the, you're the one who's in a position to say, here's how much time I can give. So if you say to your, if you're, you're, uh, your preschool or your church or other civic group, you say, I'll give you five hours for this. Let's use it well. That's going to make everybody take it more seriously. I like that. Is a thought I had. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful, man. You end up getting into a land war in Asia. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, yes. Like, no, don't have that. You don't want that. Only slightly less well-known. Never go up against a Sicilian when death is on the line. Hmm. Anybody want the peanut? <laughs> All right. Let's button this up. All righty. Okay, I love you. Love you too, my man. Blah, blah, blah.